Pod Tackler, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast presents episode 873, Refueled and Refreshed, recorded live on December 2nd, 2023. Welcome to Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Dust Storm. I'm your other co-host, Godzilla T. And we hope you all had a great Thanksgiving for those in the States. While we were off, we had quite an enjoyable time for us over here, eating plenty of food, eating much food, and uh, we got a little bit of Halo in between the last podcast and now, but I think everything was uh, pretty good. I got two Thanksgiving black and dumb Thanksgiving meals. My folk came up the weekend before, had Thanksgiving dinner then, and then had Thanksgiving with my wife's folks, and the Friendsgiving with the co workers. Definitely ate a lot. Nice! Of food. I only had one, and I ate a lot of food. <laughs> there was, uh, I guess technically there's a fourth one, because there was a Thanksgiving thing for our church staff. Yeah. And there was a there was a question going around that I'm curious to hear your response to this. I don't know if I've ever asked you this before, but what's your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Ooh, that's a good one. Apparently that was the talk of the town for our staff Thanksgiving, but yeah, that was that was the thinker. I'll tell you mine. Real for me, why you think God, it's a toss up. Real stuffing or mashed potatoes. Okay. That's that's as close as I can get it. <laughs> now, for you, what's what's stuffing? Because I know like people, some people call it dressing, some people call it stuffing. So, what's stuffing for you? What you stuff in the bird? Okay. You know, traditional Thanksgiving stuffing. Okay. You know, not not the stovetop stuff. Yeah, gotcha. I've I've always I know it. It's it's the hardest way to do it, but it also tastes the best. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of stuffing and probably because of that reason it's like like the store bought stuff isn't really that yeah. good well you know the homemade stuff it's just it's a lot moister than the store bought stuff so you know it's not like eating just dry bread which is what a lot of the store bought stuff is or or it goes the opposite way and it's like concrete <laughs> you know you don't know if I've had that before but I think I get what like you're said, saying. Like I said, with the store-bought stuff, it can go either way. I mean, even with the home, the homemade stuff, it can go either way if it's not made correctly. But, yeah. Mashed okay. potatoes and stuffing. That's For me, because you can put gravy on both of them. That's, that's, that's a good point. For me, I think it depends on like how it's made or who's making it, but either sweet potato casserole or green bean casserole. Would probably be, it's kind of a toss up between the two. For me, green, out of those two, it'd be green bean casserole because I don't like sweet potatoes. That's fair. I've regularly get requested to make the sweet potato casserole because I put the pecan brown sugar crumble on top of it. I much prefer that yeah. than marshmallows. 
I mean, I know there's lots. I just, I don't know. I just never liked sweet potatoes. I've tried them in pretty much every form you can think of. I've even had sweet potato fries and I just, I've never liked the taste of sweet potato. Not everything's for everybody. So that's, that's fine. I wasn't big on sweet potatoes. Granted, well, a lot's changed from my palate early on from my teenage years and high school years to now. Like I didn't used to like sour cream or onions or. Yeah. Growing up. The only thing that I would dread eating was liver and onions. I never could do liver and onions. It just never worked for me. I don't know what it is about it. But it looks like dust is hung really hard. Yay! So first his streaming PC goes down, and now his main rig goes down. This is fun. Oh, a day of crashes. I was actually playing some Halo before the podcast, just working on the season pass. And I'm getting ready to load into a game of Husky Raid, and it crashes. And I mean hard crash. Like, I had to unplug my Xbox to get it to reset. It's like, really? I can't believe that. Oh, man. I hope everybody's enjoyed their Thanksgiving, as Dust said. I'll just go ahead and get started with the. Uh, game night last night we uh we had a good game night we had a lot of fun uh we spent most of the night in husky rate or not husky radian super night super fiesta and then we we played some of the uh some big team we got a couple of games where i don't know where these guys came from but they were definitely above my pay grade but we all in all we did a pretty good job of holding our own i think we only had one game that was really uh uh, an absolute wipe as far as the big team. And then we had a couple of uh, super fiesta games. That just the weapon rolls just didn't go for us. It, it was, it was terrible. Uh, it never, you know, everybody would, the other team was either spawning with rocket launchers and long range weapons. And we were, you know, spawning with shotguns and bolt or not bolt shots. Uh, yeah. Bolt shot. There you go. Um, you know, Ravengers, plasma pistols, you know, the, the good ones, you know, the stuff that you can never get a kill with the uh, the night, the week before we didn't do. Yeah. The week before we didn't do Friday and Fridays do do Thanksgiving and I was just tired, but yeah, uh, all in all, everything's going well. Uh, I hope that if any of you would like to join in, feel free to send me a message on Xbox live. You can get me at Godzilla T. And we will get you invited in. Uh, and you're more than welcome to just stop by the stream, say hi. I do my best to keep my eye on the chat. So if I don't say hi right away, that's probably because I'm in the middle of getting my butt kicked, which is pretty easy to do because I am not a good Halo player and I never claim to be. So if you want to come in and make fun of me, how poorly I play Halo, go right ahead because I'll agree with you. Just keep it clean. Anyway. We're also trying to, me and Dust are trying to get back together and play some more of the Cursed Halo campaign and get that finished up. We're on the Mario Kart section, so this this ought to be interesting. Seeing, one, I never played Mario Kart, so I don't, I won't recognize any of the maps or where to go or what to do, so that ought to be interesting. 
we generally do stream that on the Tiger channel, and then I stream my point of view on my own channel. If you want to tune into both, you can uh, find me at Godzilla T on Twitch. There is uh, an interesting thing is going to happen when we continue that. I imagine I'm going to blow our blow us up many, many times. So you haven't and done dust is back. I mean, <laughs> I am back. I was listening to the last part of that. Yeah, I don't think my new desktop has actually ever blue screened before, so that was a first. Um, anyways. Well, when you're going to break it, break it good. Uh, no kidding. Thankfully, the recording did save to memory. So that's good. We have the first part of the podcast. So we'll just splice that together in the end and now everything should work out just fine. Um, anyways, so like, you know, of Mario Kart, like you've probably seen some of the courses. I know, I know of Mario Kart. I've just never I've never played it. Mario, I, I was off of Nintendo when Mario Kart came out. Okay. I was already playing on Xbox. Gotcha. I'd already got I'd already got hooked by the Halo bug. Nintendo, I feel like, was one of those things where Yeah, you technically have like Xbox as a console and PlayStation as a console and Nintendo as a console, but I feel like Nintendo's in its own little realm. Like you could be an Xbox fanboy or mm-hmm. a PlayStation fanboy and still play Nintendo because Nintendo's kind of in its own little thing where Xbox and PlayStation are a lot more directly competitive yeah xbox and playstation they tend to go head to head and nintendo just tends to do their own thing (laughs) you know honestly you just really don't find the nintendo style games on playstation or xbox you know they're just you know that's one thing i'll give nintendo they they do the party game really well and pretty much any of their games are great for party games I mean, even the single-player yes. games were fun for party games. So, Smash, Mario Party, Mario yeah. Kart. Well, I mean, even Super Mario Brothers, the OG. True. I mean, it was it, you know it was fun to just pass the controller around. That's true. You know, you you do a level, you hand it to the next person, you let them do a level, and you you know, you make fun of how many times they died along the way. Well, the original Super Mario wasn't. There was a two-player mode where, like, if once the one first person lost all their lives, then the second person was Luigi, and then yeah, I think not. I don't think I don't remember. That was on the NES. I I, I, I never played two people on Super Mario Brothers. Uh, we always just played one character and just passed the controller around. I know I mean, that works. In too. Some of the later games they had a better support of. Uh, you know, two player in in an actual co op mode. So right, but like I said, did you mention at all any of the Halo Three maps that we played last night? No, I didn't. Okay, was that your first foray into any of the Halo Three stuff, or the the no, Forge I, stuff I, in Infinite for Halo Three? Yeah, I, I I've played it. I I played it earlier. Yeah and no. In my opinion, the maps, while being relatively true to the original Halo 3, mo- 3 maps, I just don't think they got the movement right for them. You know, if we were playing them without the additions that Infinite has added, then they would probably play better. But they just, they really didn't, they didn't take into account the advanced movement 
in Halo Infinite, which makes, especially uh, like Capture the Flag, it really hurts the experience, um, especially on the, oh, I forget the name of the one, the the Foundry remake or the, the not the, the one that's supposedly in Foundry, but it's all green. Oh, Critical Dew Point. Yeah. Is that supposed to be Foundry? I didn't. I played it well, last that, night for the first time. That's the best. That's the that's the closest thing I could relate it to. I don't think, I think that it's map a tweak is specifically off one, off of, supposed to be a I thought it was a, a tweak off map. one of the old MLG maps. I don't think so. It doesn't feel uh, like a MLG map. It's. I think it's just supposed to be since it's the Halo Three V fueled playlist and it's part of the Mountain Dew thing. I think it's just a map specifically that's Mountain Dew themed. I don't think it's supposed to be okay. a Halo Three remake. Of a map. Okay, well, good because they did a poor job. <laughs> I, I that map, I Slayer's fine on it, but that's it. We had after game night was done last night. Me, Bobby, Confal, and Great, the new person that w- that joined us last night. We actually it, we had a big tug of war capture the flag match. We. We got the first capture. We held them off until, until about three minutes left in the match. They had a capture. Then we went to overtime, and then they scored one flag. So that one is that one can be just just from the one time I played capture the flag on it. It felt good. Yeah, it for the speed of which you can move across the map. I think the capture the flags are just too close together in the map. I don't think the map's big enough because every time I've played it, yeah, this leans towards my skill, which I suck. So keep this <laughs> in mind. I mean, it was a it was a three o cap inside of seven minutes. Yeah, it just boom, 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 and that it's just. I guess probably that map is just beyond my skill limit. <laughs> anyway, it's a new map. It takes some getting used to. Yeah, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't getting used to it. It's just not being able to, the route from flag to flag is just too short. I mean, somebody that is good with the Halo Infinite movement and throwing flag can, can go back and forth really fast. I don't feel like it's much shorter than other arena maps that we have in Infinite. The problem is, is the other maps, there's more obstacles to break up that movement. True. In, in that map, it's, a, it's pretty much a straight shot from flag to flag if you pick the that right is, route. That is true. I will, I will give you that. And I think that's probably, at least for Capture the Flag, that's probably one of its biggest drawbacks. But like I said, it's just not me. I just don't like the map. Not a big fan of the Mountain Dew Green or... <laughs> whatever green they pick either yeah it's an interesting one my only game was again the one after game night was over last night i was playing mm-hmm. capture the flag and it was it came down to a stalemate so yeah i mean if you get you know if you've got a good team and you can hold them off it make it it makes it a lot more fun and it makes it a challenging map but the the problem is is that it relies on team balance heavily and you have to have two teams that are relatively evenly evenly matched to have a a decent game on it. 
and you have to play all the angles. You can't just yeah. focus on one part of the map. You have to actually, which I think is a little bit more akin to how Halo Three played, where you have to actually control multiple lanes from a competitive standpoint than you can with. I feel like Infinite. There's a there's a lot more. You know which direction teams are coming from based off the spawn system and kind of the flow of the map, whereas Halo 3, you you kind of had that with some of the maps, but there was a lot more pathways that you had to actually keep track of and keep control over. Just a difference in map design and probably comes down to some of the movement mechanics stuff too. Well, yeah, I mean, if you didn't have the movement mechanics of Infinite in there, it would be a totally different map. Well, I'm just talking about like And the map distance design. between the flags wouldn't matter as much. It's just that you can traverse a very short distance from flag to flag relatively quickly with it with a pretty much unobstructed unobstructed path. Yeah. That's where the, the map control really comes into play. I know I haven't played all the maps. I'm assuming you haven't played all the maps in the playlist yet. No, I've only played that yeah, I, I really wish they'd weighted those maps differently. They seem to yeah. get repeat maps a lot. Well, I think part of it is there's a lean towards the you're going to get only like randomness is only going to help help you out so much. Yeah, I mean you know the <laughs> the odds are never in your favor. You're going to see all the maps in one playthrough because with the map and mode options, it just you will get uh, a lot of. Uh, variations and possibilities with each random roll. Yep. So the I'm I'm have the maps pulled up here. The ones I haven't played. I guess I'll go over the ones I have played. I've played on the pit. Played on that map. I've played on which one's this one? Oh, I've played on Domicile. Played that one last night after game night. That's the construct remake. I've played okay, I have not played that one. I've played on high ground. Played that one. And Dewpoint. So I have not played on Isolation, Banished Narrows. Oh, I've played on Cliffside, which is the Lockout remake. Or Blackout I've remake, played, technically. I've played that one, yeah. I like the additions to Cliffside. That's actually, I actually like the things that they added on there personally, but we'll yeah. get in a second. So yeah, I haven't played... And I haven't played Sylvanas, which is the Guardian remake. So there are three maps in the playlist that i have not played yet yeah i haven't done the guardian remake narrows and there's one other so <laughs> i'm happy that the playlist is still around because I, I do want to get in and actually experience all the maps there's also the custom games browser which is getting a fix or an update next week we'll talk about that in a little bit but that'll be nice to maybe we can hop in there and actually try to find some matches on some of these maps but to your point, wish they were weighted a little bit more balanced or have something in the back side of the matchmaking engine to say, hey, this person hasn't had this map yet. Maybe weight that a little bit higher so they can actually get that yeah. map to play. Well, you know, they just, it would be nice if the, it, the system would look, well, hey, this player's played this map three times in a row. Maybe I ought to give him something different. Right. You don't mind nice. if they, I don't mind playing the same map. It's just when you pay the same map, like three games in a row. It's like, come on, system. Yeah, you changed the game type, but it's still the same map. Well, that's good to hear that we had some good game nights. I know I missed a couple, but I got the one last night. 
it's fun to play some the squad battle and then some yeah. three stuff too all right so shall we jump into some of the news sure take a look at what we've got going on in the, the halo side of things um i forget if you mentioned this before we start recording or after but there's the trailer for season two of the halo tv show that was released today with yes, the news there was it will be coming to streaming February 8th of next year. So only two months, basically, until it comes out. They must have really been cranking on it. Yeah, because they were filming last summer. I mean, I think that's about about the right turnaround time for a TV show is like six to nine months. Well, I mean, compared to the first season. <laughs> well, when did they actually start filming that, though? Because I feel like yeah, there was the announcement in 2012, but they really didn't land on the script and actually start filming stuff until like a year or two prior to release, right? Yeah. Well, you know, there's a whole COVID thing in the middle of that too. So, no, I'll be, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where they take the story next. A lot of people are bragging on the story. I don't care. I like the story. I'm actually kind of happy they they're not just rehashing a Halo book because uh, they will be if they did that they would just be doing the book disjustice. Same with the games. I like the fact that they're doing a different story. I I appreciate that some people don't like the story that three four three decided to do with the TV show. I, I get that some people wanted something that was lore accurate to the games and the books, but. If you were to take, we explained this when we did our review of the TV show from the first season. If you just took this as its own experience, it's actually not a bad show. Now, yeah. the whole sex scene and everything else kind of around the whole love interest thing is kind of like, uh, that's not very Well, it, you know, it is showtime. Well, and that's one thing I think a lot of Halo fans don't realize is that's the audience of Showtime that's heavily mm -hmm. driven by the executives at Showtime and Hey, all of our shows have these common things. So mm -hmm. all our successful shows do this, this, and this. And it, the actual streaming numbers prove that it was successful. Yeah. Granted, Halo fans didn't like it, but it wasn't a TV show that was, made specifically for the hardcore lore fans. Mm -hmm. It was for, it was made for the general population because and if you, know, you don't, I'm, and if I'm you not don't like knocking, it, I'm not knocking the Halo lore fans, uh, but there's not enough of you to pay for the t production rights on that TV show. <laughs> I'm just saying. And the majority of people watching it probably don't have as strong of a desire to see a certain style of Halo show. That's just why it's called the vocal minority. But at the same time, there have been plenty of discussions out there. How I think was, what was it? The last of us or, or some other TV show that came out last year. That was actually lore accurate to the video game universe. So people were saying, Oh, you can actually do this and actually stay lore universe. Accurate and it's like okay. Yes, they could have. Could they could have changed some a few facts and stayed lore accurate, but the sex scene was still going to happen. 
Chief is going to still walk around without his helmet on because you don't pay an actor that kind of money to have him walk around in a helmet all the time. And in the TV Especially show, with, I, it doesn't, that doesn't, I don't think yeah, that matters. With and they, an they actor even of set his it up credentials. As, this is a separate timeline, like an alternate universe of Halo. Yeah. So they, they queued that up. Granted, I don't think they did a very good job at saying, hey, this is very different. They said, I think they tried to make it seem like it was a lot more similar to what the Halo universe was than that actually it was a pretty massive departure from the video game narrative. I was not surprised by the story at all as far as how far it separated itself from the established lore. I mean, I'm okay with it. I just I think, don't think they I think portrayed the it very well. the biggest problem with that is the expectations didn't meet what was delivered. And right. that has always been a big problem in a lot of communities, but in Halo. The expectation of what is going to happen and what actually happens are usually two different things. You know, the expectation of what was supposed to happen with Halo 5 and with Halo Infinite greatly outweighed what we actually got. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that they're off the hook. There are things that should have been done on both those games at launch. Everybody knows what they are. But like I said, we just, I think as a group, we need to roll back the expectations a little bit until we actually have some facts. I mean, you can dream up whatever you want, but don't expect 343 to honor what you dream up. I will say the trailer does seem to be a little bit more gritty, a little bit more military like. Mm -hmm. So maybe like, and obviously there was a, there was a big, backlash from I'm, I'm going to say it's the vocal minority of the halo community vocal but yeah vocal minority because i think a lot of people from a general audience perspective really didn't care that much we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens i'm gonna watch it so i'm gonna watch it too there I'm was actually, a waypoint article that goes with this saying that it takes place six months after the events of the first season we have a new character being introduced into this season, which has some very interesting lore implications. Uh, those of you who have read the books may know of the name James Ackerson. Dick. <laughs> oh, sorry. His name was James. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's good. And also in preparation or anticipation of season two coming out, you can stream the whole first season on YouTube right now. Nice. Yeah. So if you don't have it, go download the YouTube video versions. You can No, no, no. You go watch it. Don't <laughs> download it. Just go watch it. You can go you can go watch it. And, and don't forget for to free. you know to get your YouTube premium subscription so you don't have to watch commercials. There you go. So in addition to season two of the TV show coming out, we have our mid season update for Halo Infinite dropping next week as well. We have a trailer coming out on the 4th? 5th. 5th. Trailer coming out? No, the trailer comes out on the 4th. Monday, December 4th. Oh, it does? At, yeah, at 9 Pacific, noon Eastern. Oh. People have been speculating, what is it? If you go to YouTube, you'll see the premiere pending thing. It's, it's Firefight King of the Hill. 
is the trailer. It's nothing new narrative story wise. It's nothing super secret special like Tatanka or what the battle Royale secret mode thing or whatever. It's firefight King of the Hill. That's going to be coming next week. That drops December 5th on Tuesday. And along with it comes forge updates, the repair field equipment. Interested to see how people, what people do with it. Once they get their hands on with it, you can do some pretty cool things with it. So um, test that when you get it. There, there's lots of cool, sneaky things that you can do with it. Of course, quality of life improvements, more stability stuff. They're working on fixing desync issues. And anything else? I think there is some content or comes some games browser updates that have been going on over the past couple of weeks. Some updates to ranked as well. Tashi put out a separate article on Waypoint playing some of the changes coming to some of the ranked playlists. Some notable things being once you actually go up a rank, you have a three game safety net where you won't derank. So if you go from like platinum to diamond, you won't instantly go back down to platinum. You have a three game grace period to stay in diamond before it actually knocks you back down. Changing some of the quit penalties. So if someone, if one person quits at all from your team, then you can quit out. You don't get any kind of uh, matchmaking ban penalty. You don't get any CSR penalty. So they've updated that in ranked where if, if someone quits during a game, then you can quit afterwards and you don't get impacted because of that person quitting. There's a joint session as a fire team. For a custom games browser, which is a huge thing, so now you can actually go into a custom game as a fire team instead of having to join one individually at a time. That's nice. So, big win there. I think those are the notable things. There's some details added in Forge if you for those that are forgers that want to go in and see some of the details there. Updates to AI, some game mode, some script nodes, and other things like that. There is a new, I forget what they're calling the series, but it's the little kind of mini short story things. Uh, the latest one came out last week. It's called Halo Battle for the Blood Moon. And there's a cannon fodder that went with it. There's a new Forge features on Waypoint. Again, lots of remakes. Not quite as many remakes this time, but lots of things influenced by other architecture from prior Halo games. I forget if we talked about this one. Did we talk about the the Helm's Deep map that was made in Forge? I don't remember that, no. Well, there's a firefight Helm's Deep now that has been made. Nice. Someone remade the Halo Wars 2 Terminus firefight. And then someone made a campaign-type mission in Forge. So a lot more... AI type stuff. Oh, that's right. One couple, there have been lots of Forge maps that have come out since the AI stuff. Someone, I I forget, I don't know if we've said on the podcast yet, but someone forged the entirety of the Sierra 117 mission from Halo 3 inside of Halo Infinite's Forge. And in this Forge features, now there is the Silent Cartographer campaign mission that's been entirely redone in Halo Infinite's Forge. If it weren't for the map limit inside of Forge, at this point, you could probably remake the entirety of the Halo campaign inside of Forge, at least for Halos 1 through 3. Maybe reach an ODST. I'm not not sure about 4. Yeah, 4 had some pretty big campaign areas. Well, 3, I had 
I guess had some. Yeah, three had a couple of them. The Ark, you might be able to fit into it. The Covenant, probably not. Mm, yeah, it'd be tight. I know someone made the Warthog run before the AI got added. Someone could probably add the AI into that now. Mm-hmm. Someone may have actually already done that. I think Mint Blitz covered it. So th- this is this is a funny little thing. Mint Blitz put out a video earlier this week or last week, and he had mentioned that someone commented about how, like they o- they get the news from him, and I'll be honest, I get most of my Halo news from him now because he actually takes all the input from everybody and actually consolidates it down into a nice four minute video for all the news that's happening with whatever. Mm-hmm. And he made, he made an interesting point where a lot of the news that's come out, he, he's getting it put out and they're not being posted by 343 until like after, like two or three days after he posts the video, if, if they make a news article about it or, or whatnot. So it's very interesting, the dynamic that the community is reporting on news way before 343 is actually making something official about it. And it, it's pretty sad that a YouTuber seems to be more reliable on news than you know, the actual source where the news should be coming from. <laughs> but it is what it is. I think that is kind of the new stuff. There's a new community spotlight, G Customs Creations. I know if we've... I've seen them around before. I don't know if we've mentioned them on the podcast before, but that's the latest spotlight, and I think we're all caught up on the news. Did I miss anything? Mm, nothing that I remember. I'm sure there's okay. something. Uh, there's probably always something. It's kind of nice that most of it's being overwhelmed by all the cool Forge stuff that the community's been putting mm-hmm. out. I feel like that's been a lot of the attraction as of late, is just all the cool Forge stuff that has come out. It's nice to see that we get continued content updates, so it'll be nice to have Firefight. I know a lot of people are looking forward to Firefight coming, although Forgers have already recreated Firefight inside of Forge already. <laughs> But we get the official yeah, well, Firefight nice for matchmaking. What the developers, what the developer uh, does with it as well, and you never know; they might add some interesting new twists to it. Wait, you never know. I feel like at this point, though, Forge is almost as close to just like native developer tools. And I even think they said this during the development of Halo Infinite that some of the stuff they just make in Forge. It wouldn't surprise me because it's just that powerful. Uh, even if it, even if they were just using it to test a concept, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of the stuff could be put together a lot faster in Forge than it could be to actually code it. And you know, you can, you can basically do a rough block out of a campaign mission in Forge now, or test, you know, test multiplayer maps. So it it's they've built a good tool and I'm just happy that they shared it with us. Imagine all the coding that actually has to go in to make Forge possible. Oh, it's an utter nightmare. You have to make the underlying systems to make all this work. All the AI stuff to work, all mm-hmm. the game mode stuff to work, all the scripting stuff, all the stuff that has been traditionally locked behind dev tools mm-hmm. is now inside of a game interface. And on top of all that, you have to make it understandable for somebody that doesn't know how to code. Well, I feel I like mean, the, you have the to make graph, it work. 
is kind yeah, of coding. You have to make it work for people of all different skill skill trees. You know, to just to be able to grab something and put it where you want it. Yeah, you can kind of you can do that with the actual dev tools, but there's more steps involved in doing that. Sure. I mean, with us, you you grab it, you put it where it goes, and it's there. <laughs> I mean, I get the coding aspect of it too. So it's truly impressive that they're able to give us this powerful of a tool and still make it relatively easy to use. I think that's going to wrap it up for the podcast tonight after loads of technical difficulties between OBS seemingly not be able to encode stuff now by PC crashing and other technical difficulties. Uh, I've, I've got a lot of work to kind of refigure out my streaming setup. So hopefully yeah, we'll be back next week. <laughs> that's well, was it not last two weeks ago? I had an encoding error as well. Mine for some reason, uh, OBS just decided it didn't want to code one night. It didn't want to encode one night correctly. Yeah. And um, I'm, ge- I'm getting dropped. For, I'm getting, Frames missed due to rendering lag. So, like, frames are like the the rendering side of things on my streaming PC right mm-hmm. now is is lacking. I don't know, something to figure out for another day. Anyways, that's gonna be it for the podcast. This will probably be a little bit better of a listening experience and the viewing experience for those that have, were watching the live stream. Don't have a recording because of all the craziness with everything going on. So. You're probably just hearing this on the audio <laughs> version. So, sorry for our patrons. You're not going to get a video copy of this because everything was just not working today. It not working. It broken. It's very broken. On a side note, I have been clearing shop of a lot of Halo stuff because not enough room in the house for everything that I have as far as Halo stuff goes. So, I've been posting a lot of stuff on eBay. Lots of Halo Mega Construct stuff. If you have any interest in any of that kind of stuff, you can head on over to eBay and, and check out some of my stuff. DS-Pedigrew is my profile. If you want to go over there and look at some of the stuff I'm selling. And yeah. Still have that Halo Infinite Xbox to do a giveaway on here at some point. This year might be the good year for it since people are actually enjoying Halo. Thanks again for listening. I think we only had one or two viewers pop in tonight. But we appreciate every one of you for sticking with us. Hope you all have a great holiday season. Hopefully we'll have another couple of shows before the end of the, end of the year, as long as everything keeps working from a recording perspective and a streaming perspective. But otherwise, check us out on Fridays where we are doing Halo Infinite gameplay and possibly some Thursdays in this month as we try to get back into some... Now blanking on the name. Curse Halo. And the Mario Kart levels. Have a good night, everybody. Take care. Haters. Thank you for listening to Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. You can find our podcast on your favorite podcasting service and listen to us live every Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch. Check out our website, podtacular.com, and join the community on Discord at podtacular.com slash discord. If you want to play Halo with us, come join us for Fragon Fridays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. 
Become a supporter of the show by sharing the show with your friends and family. Or help keep the lights on by subscribing to us on Twitch, donating via PayPal, or becoming a patron alongside Confal, Pins Halo, and Prestige Ace. Until next time, keep on fragging trucks.